Welcome back, everyone. This is First Up. I'm Matthew Cause. You are listening to First Up. I'm in for Eric Rolnick. That's Carlo Koliakovo. If I can make a reference to um, to Spaceballs. Yes, let's make this to Spaceballs. There's one point in the movie where the main evil ship needs to go to lunatic speed. And I feel that is what's going on in the NFL right now, where the Ravens are like non-exclusive tag to you, Lamar Jackson. Aaron Rodgers, we're still not sure. Daniel Jones gets $40 million. Joining us now to try to make sense of all of it, ah, from Pro Football Focus, which is just a fantastic site, uh, Brad Spielberger, who does a lot of work with them on R&D and also on the salary cap, which is key this time of year. Brad, thank you so much for joining the show today. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, well, let, let's start here, and this is bad. You're a guest. We should be nice to you, but instead I'm going to be mean. Uh, you tweeted out <laughs> that you would be shocked if the Ravens used the non-exclusive tag on the on Lamar Jackson. Well, that's exactly what they did yes yesterday. So your feelings on all things Lamar? Yeah, well, this is definitely not me trying to you know go back on that or say I was right. I was definitely wrong. But I also <laughs> you know without getting going full blown conspiracy theory, uh, never in my life have I seen within an hour after a player gets tagged, we see half a dozen teams say we're not going to pursue this player. We're yeah. not gonna, we're not interested in him. I'm not going to throw the C word out there, the, the collusion word out there, but uh, it certainly reeks of that uh, across the NFL right now. I think there is a big push to not give another fully guaranteed contract like it is Sean Watson. And the other aspect that I think no one is talking about is because he does not have an agent, Lamar Jackson, they're not afraid of kind of pissing off a person they work a lot with and you know, you know, fracturing a relationship with a big-name agent that they want to make sure they maintain good you know, relationships with. So, again, I'm not trying to be a full-blown conspiracy theorist, but uh, it's a little stinky with what's going on there, um, and we'll see how it plays out. Uh, we'll see how it plays out for him, but, hey, you know, I, I can't let them all. I, I think this is the furthest thing from a conspiracy theory. I think this is facts. I mean, you just laid it out. You have a, a, a football player that plays a prime position in the prime of his career that could be an MVP candidate in the right situation, and within minutes of him being available to every other team, you have four or five teams that need a quarterback saying, we're not pursuing Lamar Jackson? Help me make this make sense. Clearly there's collusion going on here. So whether you want to admit it or I'll admit it, how do you think this ultimately plays out for Lamar Jackson? Yeah, so at this point, you know, there are a couple teams, I guess, that, you know, after the first wave of, of teams saying they weren't interested, I think the NFL got a little scared, and then we saw the Las Vegas Raiders via ESPN's Diana Rossini say, hey, we might explore this and, and consider signing him. Um, and maybe, you know, I don't know, Washington didn't say anything. You know, maybe some sleepers like the Patriots or something could enter the fold. Um, at the end of the day, though, I think even if he does sign an offer sheet with another club, it's not going to have the fully guaranteed money that he some more. So maybe he doesn't even sign one. I would say, honestly, at this point, I think he's just going to play on the franchise tag. That would be if he plays on the franchise tag. That means he's going to get paid less money than Ryan Tannehill and far less money than Daniel Jones. I, I just. I, I, that would be wild. Let me just leave it at that. That would be wild to see if he actually does that. Yeah, so the thing there is if you want to maximize your leverage as a player and, and flip the tables and, and make it so you, you're holding all the chips and in power, 
you go the Kirk Cousins route, which, you know, we kind of refer to it now, but you play on two franchise tags, and then it's borderline impossible for a team to tag you a third time because the value is just so exorbitant. And then you see a guy like Kirk Cousins that has all this leverage in every offseason to get a new contract, to get money, you know, pushed forward, to get redone. Um, so I think he is maybe willing to take that risk, go that route, play on one tag, maybe play on two tags. Uh, you know, if he can stay healthy for a full season, which obviously would be a hugely beneficial to him, um, you know, and then at that point, you know, if he does hit the open market like Kirk Cousins did, I think then teams, when there's no draft pick compensation as a part of the package, you'll probably see them jump on that opportunity. Or, you know, he, he, either way, he's in a much better position. I, I think he's willing to bet on himself and take that risk. So, Brad, let's turn our attention to another team that's quarterback hungry right now, and they're not afraid to let the whole world know it, considering they have a number two overall pick just from two years ago, and that's the New York Jets, who have made it very clear and very aggressive the fact that they are interested in bringing in Aaron Rodgers. Wouldn't If you were in the, in the Jets' management office, wouldn't you be turning all of your attention to a guy like Lamar Jackson right now, to me, who would be a way better fit for that team, both in the immediate and in the, in, in the long-term future of the organization, instead of Aaron Rodgers? Help me make sense of this. 100%. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is owed $60 million in cash this year, so about double what Lamar Jackson's franchise tag is um, just for this year, of course. But yeah, I mean, you're probably going to give up a similar package. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to get some, you know, Russell Wilson-esque trade package with multiple firsts, multiple seconds, and players because of that money. I think he's going to get right around a first-round pick this year and maybe a conditional second or third next year that could become a first if he does play in 2024. Um, so, again, that's what Lamar Jackson's package obviously would be. If you sign a player on an offer sheet that is franchise tagged and a team does not match, you give up two first-round picks. If I'm the New York Jets, yes, I'm definitely interested. I guess they didn't they didn't throw their hat in the ring of we are not going to pursue Lamar Jackson, so maybe they are a team to monitor. Um, and, yes, I mean, this team is so talented at, at so many other positions across the offense and the defense. They're young. Um, they obviously run this kind of outside zone offense where you can utilize a quarterback's rushing talents. Uh, they, they make all the sense in the world, and they've been dying to get this, this marquee franchise quarterback for a very long time. Yeah, it's God. It is. It is wild. Well, what do you think, Brad? Like for someone, and again, we're joined by Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus. I don't. Like, to me, the the or I'll ask you like this: Where do you think is the perfect um, partnership? Like, where for you is the perfect landing spot for Rogers and the perfect landing spot for Lamar Jackson? Yeah, so I do think Rodgers is either going to be Green Bay or the New York Jets at this time. I thought, you know, the Las Vegas Raiders could have made a lot of sense. Obviously, reunite with Devontae Adams. He, of course, yeah. has Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, Josh Jacobs now on the franchise tag. Like, <clears throat> I think that offense could have been extraordinary, and that's about the only way you can keep up with the Patrick Mahomes of the world in that AFC West division. But I do love the Jets fit because they have so many young rookie contract players that they're one of the few teams that can afford – to spend this crazy money on a Rodgers for a year or two. He has connections, of course, as everyone mentions, to Nathaniel Hackett, their new offensive coordinator. They're very, very close in their time shared together uh, with the Green Bay Packers for a handful of years. So I think that makes all the sense in the world. For Lamar Jackson, and this team already came out and said they're not interested, but the Atlanta Falcons, to me, made it so yes. much sense. 
Right. They have the run-heaviest offense in the NFL. I mean, Marcus Mariota was basically a store brand Lamar Jackson, you know, in that offense last year. That, that was a bit mean. But, but you know, you know I, I think that is a perfect match from a, from a scheme fit, from all that. And they're second in cap space this offseason. They have a lot of resources available because they've kind of flushed their books the last two years. So I think those two teams for those two guys made all the sense in the world. But, like I said, Atlanta has already come out and said they're not interested in Lamar Jackson. What a ridiculous team. They're 56 or so million under the cap. They'd have the best quarterback in the NFC South. All right, I hate to ask this question, Brad. What the hell is going on with the Giants? And listen, this might not be fair. Daniel Jones, for the first three years, no offensive line, no weapons, horrible coach. Dave Gettleman stinking up the organization. They bring in Brian Dayball. You've got the best year out of Daniel Jones, but $40 million a year. I see that number, and what it screams to me is that Brian Dayball and his well-earned, his well-earned, we'll call it confidence, that he can turn Daniel Jones into a Pro Bowl quarterback. Your thoughts of the Giants giving four years, 160, to Danny Dimes? Yeah, I was surprised by it, uh, in particular as well with Joe Shane and I guess Brian Dayball, but Joe Shane also the general manager. They were in a very similar situation back in 2017, a little bit different, but they inherited a bad team. Tyrod Taylor was the quarterback at that time, a guy that had shown flashes but had never really proven to be a true franchise guy, and he leads the team to the playoffs with almost identical stats. He had 14 touchdown passes and four interceptions. Uh, Daniel Jones had 15-5 and five this past year. Their PFF passing grade was almost identical. Uh, there were a lot of similarities there, and the Bills realized, look, he was solid. It's great for him. He'll be a player in this league for a long time. He's actually the Giants' backup right now. Um, but he's not a guy. And they decided to draft Josh Allen and really take their, you know, take a shot on a, and a good young player. Um, I thought they would maybe do the same thing here. But I will say this. They come in, they decline Jones' fifth-year option, which is pretty funny now in hindsight. You know, could have paid him about $20 million for this upcoming season and now, you know, are going to pay him $52 million on, on his four-year $160 million extension. Um, but, hey, they, they told – what I was told was – they fell in love with him as a person and a player. He totally won them over. He's, you know, all the, the cliches you hear about, guy, you know, first guy in, last guy out, all of that. But also, the part you mentioned. They think if they can get him a couple of receivers, he had nothing last year. And they can continue to grow with Brian Dable's offense, that he can become an upper echelon guy. You know, maybe not top five, but maybe a top ten quarterback in that realm. Um, so, yeah, it came as a surprise to me they wanted to get a deal done. But once they wanted to get a deal done, it was going to start with a, with a four. Like, there, there was no deal for $35 million. That was never on the table. Um, I think this was about as low as it could possibly have been. It, to me, it's just surprising because, you know, with, with Daniel Jones having just a one-off type of season last year, and there was a lot of luck that went into the Giants' success too. But – like, were they scared that somebody else was going to outbid them for Daniel Jones? Like, if Daniel Jones was was a guy on the open market, could you see teams lining up to get him? No, and that's the thing, right, is that – and now we have, the, we have the full details of the Geno Smith contract, for example. And, yes, very different. I'm not trying to draw a comparison. Jones is six and a half years younger. But like, Geno Smith's actual value of his deal is $25 million a year. And you could tell Seattle said, look, no one's going to beat this. We'll give you a solid deal. You earned it. But it's basically yeah. a two-year extension – um, you know, for for a very modest twenty five. Whereas Jones is is a strong forty. It's not a funny money forty. It's a, it's a legitimate forty million dollar a year deal with good cash flows in the early years of the deal, which is what really matters. 
Um, and, and I do wonder, right, who, who is going to outbid you for his services? If you sign him to a franchise tag, you know, unlike Lamar Jackson, no one's signing him to an offer sheet and giving up two first-round picks to pay him, right. that's for sure. Um, yeah, so, so it was interesting. But unfortunately, you know, what happens is these guys get in there, the guy plays well enough, and they're just afraid to take risks and, and wait for, you know, the guy, not a guy. Daniel Jones is a guy. He's not the guy. Um, yeah. And, well, now, now they're, they're tethered to him for, for the foreseeable future. And it's funny because I'm looking at a stat that somebody posted yesterday. Daniel Jones had 15 passing touchdowns last year. Russell Wilson had 16 touchdown passes last year and they just paid him 40 million dollars he had less passing touchdowns than russell wilson who was the biggest fraud in the nfl last year crazy absolutely crazy brad really (laughs) oh sorry i know you gotta go so really appreciate you joining the show follow you on twitter at pff underscore brad check out his work at pro football focus thank you so much sir yeah thanks so much for having me thanks brad Carlo, I feel you threw that stat out there just to take a jab at me, and that was a good job by you as a Giants fan. Well, it's not a jab at you. Like, I, I clearly know how you feel about Daniel Jones and the Giants, but, like, again, I don't understand this deal. Like, it's exactly what I said. Like, if he's a free agent, who is lining up for his services? I know. <laughs> I want to see all these teams say, we're not going to go after, uh, we're not going to go after Lamar Jackson. I want to see them already just say the and same thing. And then you, you, you automatically stuff. think that 40 million is going to make everybody happy in this. It's just, wow. Good, I mean, good for Daniel Jones. I just, I don't hey, understand the team's philosophy bet, behind that. The best case scenario is he got a great left tackle and right tackle. Finally, a better coach. Maybe he actually continues to grow. Those first three years was more indicative of being in a really bad environment. That's the best-case scenario we will see. But coming up next, it's been ages since I've did it. It's Wake Up Woodbridge. So you're going to call in at 416-870-1050, 416-870-1050. Call in. Give us your thoughts on the Leafs. On that big win last night against the Devils, is the comedy down a little bit? Are you going to enjoy the next couple days before the Oilers game on Saturday? Maybe your thoughts on any of these NFL quarterbacks. You can talk to our very own Carlo Koliakovo. Maybe get his take on the Montreal Canadiens. I'm taking this segment off. This is all you, Matt. All right, 416-870-1050. Also, if you need wine and food pairing, we are here for all of that and more. That's Carlo. I'm Cause. This is First Up on TSN 1050.